Perak Bey's Mishnah Dalet. In Okosev the Kohen, when he's writing the Megillas Sota, he does not write it lo ala luach, not on a board of wood. Velo al hanayar. Niyar is a material made ha'asoyim asavim. It's made from grasses that compare it to ar, to leather. Or it's mebablos shal begadim, from worn out clothing. We don't use these types of materials. Velo al adiftera. Ar she'enim u'bud kol Diftera is leather, which is not worked all the way. So none of these materials do you use to write the parsha of Megillas Sota. Ella, what do you use? Ella Megillah, you write it on cloth, on parchment, Ma'ubad Karai, which is worked properly, which would be kosher to write a Sefer Torah on it, regular, authentic cloth, regular parchment. Shnemer, as the Pasuk says, Basefer. The coin writes the parsha of so do these curses on a safer. What's a safer? A safer is cloth regular parchment. If he doesn't write the, this Megillah Sota, Loba Kumus. Kumus is uh, some kind of sap from a tree. They say min gumi, like a gum like sap. You don't use that as the ink. Loba kan kantom. You don't use kan kantom. It's a tsava color. It's made from waters. It has some kind of copper element in it. We don't use that either. Neither with anything that makes an impression. Makes a everlasting impression. It gets swallowed up in the parchment. And it is not erasable. Ella, what do you use? You use the yai. The yai is ink which is made from the charcoal of uh, grapevines and from the smoke of oils. This, this material is erasable, and therefore you use this kind of dia, this kind of ink, when you're writing the Megillah Sota on the cloth on the parchment, because it has to be erased when it goes into the waters. Shneem, as the Pasuk says, Umacha, right? It will be erased. From here we learn out, Ksav Shiachal Himachik, it's got to be a writing that is erasable in the waters. And therefore the coin, when he writes the Megillah Sota, he can't use any other element other than the, other than the Diyai to ensure that he's using a, a element, an ink, that is erasable on this cloth. Mishnahi. Amahi Omeret. On what does the uh, woman, this Sota, when she responds with the words, Amen, Amen, she says Amen twice. On what is she exactly, on what exactly is she responding, Amen? On what is the Sota taking an oath? What is she accepting when she says the words Amen, Amen? And it's important to note that the Kohen is the one that reads the oath. She just responds with the word Amen. And because she's agreeing to the oath by saying Amen, it's as if she's making the oath. So let's see. Amen Allah Allah. Almash Amar Allah Kohen. That which the Kohen says, the curse, the all of the curse, where the Kohen says, Yitin Hashem Osachla Allah Vilishvuah Vasuch Ameich. Etc. The Pesukim, Pasuk Aleph, Pasuk Bez, where it discusses that you know, a curse will come upon you and you'll explode if you really sinned and cheated on your husband. So she, she says, she says, Amen to this, all to this curse. She says, Amen, Al Hashivu, on the actual oath. That which the Kohen tells her. Pasuk uh, test where it describes that if you did not live with another man and you did not cheat on your husband, then you'll be clean from the waters. So she's accepting this oath. She says the word also, Amen. 
says the Mishnah further, Amen Me'ish Zash. He says, Amen from this man, meaning, from this John Doe character that her husband warned her not to be hanging out with if she was Nitmes, if she lived with that man. And she says, Amen Me'ish Acher. Also, she's agreeing to the oath that if I lived with any other man, if I cheated with anybody else other than my husband, right? I lived with anybody else other than my husband. We are megalgal. It's called rolling an oath. It's actually a principle from the Torah that we do a gilgal shavua. We roll an oath on this woman from other areas, right? We're making her swear not to, that she didn't live with this guy. We're also making her swear that she didn't live with anybody. Regarding other men as well. Also, with regards to Gilgal Shvua rolling a oath on her, she's also swearing, Amen Rusa. She's responding to this Amen by saying that she didn't cheat on her husband when she was engaged, when she was in Arusa with another man. When I was your Aris, when I was your fiance, before the marriage, and Unesua, also Amen I didn't live with anybody else after the Unesua and after the marriage. Also, if this woman was his Yevama, and he did Yibam with her, and afterwards he gave her a Kinoi, and there was a Stira, and she responds, Amen. I did not live with any other man when I was a Shemeris Yavam, when I was waiting to do Yibam with you before the actual Yibam, when I was waiting to do Yibam with you, I didn't live with anybody else. Amen, and Amen, that I didn't live with anybody after I did Yibam with you and I became your wife. And our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rabbi Akiva that says that a Shumeris Yavam, a woman who is a Yavamas waiting to do Yibam, that goes ahead and is Mizana, lives with another man, is forbidden to her Yavam. And she has to do a Chalitza and not Yibam. However, the halacha does not follow like Rabbi Akiva, Einalach Akain. And if this woman is really his Yivama, Shekinsa, Vimzu Yivimto Shekinsa, this is his Yivama that he did Yivam and married her, Einim El Galga Alea Shavua, Shlozinsa, Kishesa Shemash Yavam. We don't roll an oath upon her to take that she didn't live with anybody else, Kishesa Shemash Yavam, when she was waiting to do Yivam with this Yavam. Why? Sha'avim Zinsa, as if she lived with somebody else while she was waiting to do Yivam, She's permitted to him according to this opinion. So therefore, there's no point of her taking an oath on the period when she was waiting to give him to the Yavam. Of course, once they're married, then she certainly cannot be living with anybody else. In any event, she cannot be living with anybody else. But when she's married, if she lives with anybody else, then she'd be forbidden to go back to her husband, and then the oath would be applicable. But on the period of the Shemeris Yavam, while she's waiting to do Yivam to this Yavam, there the oath is not applicable, because even if she lived with somebody which was wrong of her, does not forbid her on this Yavam. Amen Shalonet Mesi Yavobi. And she says, Amen, that I did not live with another man. If I did live with another man, let the bitter waters come on me, let the oath come on me um, and, and kill me. And the Mepharshim explained that this piska, this part of the Mishnah, is an explanation to what we said earlier. When we said, Amen Allah Allah, Amen Allah Shavua, we meant, Amen Shlonet Mesi, and Amen, I did not live with anybody else. Who Amen Allah Shavua, the Amen on the oath. If I live with somebody else, let the waters come in and kill me. This is the Kabbalah, the acceptance of the Allah, of the oath. This acceptance of the oath. Okay. Reb Meir, let's see where are we? Yeah, Reb Meir, Omer Meir says, Amen, Shalom, Nitmesi. Amen, Shalom, Etamei, 
Rayer adds, we roll a shvu on her gam also for the future. Meaning, if now you're really pure and you're clean and you go back to your husband and we'll learn the Mishnah, she gets many, many blessings in the water that you drink now, then Gavaldik. However, she's also taking an oath now. She'll never go ahead and be Matami and live with any other man other than her husband. If if she does, these waters that you drink today, both will check her and will ultimately kill her. And with that, we'll hold it over here for Mishnah.